It's like vision, planning, execution. What can I do to always improve what's happening? And you got to be happy with yourself at the end of the day. The times where I actually stick to what I want to do and don't bother with anybody else, that's when I've been the most successful. Hi, and welcome to The Access Show. It's the place where you can find life facts on how to become the best version of yourself and achieve your goals. And today we're joined by Coach Kathy. Thanks so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. Really appreciate it. That's a pleasure. All right, so uh, let's start with uh, some basic questions like, uh, what are you doing right now? And like, can you give us a quick overview of uh, what you've been doing for the past few years, for, just for the viewers? Sure, so um, I own my own business uh, and I am the head coach of Eclipse Track and Field Club. We're located in uh, Bowmanville in Ontario, Canada. And um, I do a lot of track and field training for, it's mostly kids uh, from elementary age all the way to high school. We have a few masters as well, which are older than 18. Um, so we do track and field training, speed training for other athletes for different sports, uh, fitness, conditioning, team training, train a lot of teams, soccer teams, baseball, um, hockey, you name it, basketball, we do it. Awesome. And uh, was that like a long life dream that you always wanted to do or did it just happen along the way? So it just happened along the way. However, I always knew as a kid that, you know, I wasn't, I was destined for something not, I, I don't want to say greater because it sounds, you know, a little bit uh, conceited in a way, but just more than just, you know, sitting at a desk all day. So, I mean, I worked for General Motors in Canada for a long time. And while I, I really enjoyed my job and I had a great boss, um, it just always felt like something was missing. Um, so I got into coaching by accident and found that it was really something that I absolutely loved. And it was, it was so fulfilling and rewarding for me that I was like, oh, I, I got to do this. Like, I, I really got to look into this. And so while I ended up quitting my job at GM, um, you know, started my own business just in April of 2019, it's been, it's been an amazing experience. I, I wouldn't change it. Mm, yeah. I love the idea of a leap of faith, you know, just jumping into the unknown and just grabbing opportunities that come to you. And can I ask you, was that more of a, of a gradual switch going into coaching for you or did you just leave everything behind? And go for it. Uh, well, I mean, it, the leaving the job uh, and getting into the coaching wasn't that long. So yeah, it took a huge leap of faith to do it and actually say, I'm good enough to do this and I'm going to do this. Um, I'm someone that when I get into something, I go in 100%, maybe yeah. even more than 100%. I've always been that way. I'm going to give you my best effort no matter what. Um, so while it was extremely scary, um, I did do it and I don't regret doing it. Like it's, but it's, it's, you know, it does kind of move some things in you. You question yourselves, you doubt yourself. Um, but it was something I did and I'm glad I did it. Yeah. Yeah. And when you go all out into, you know, a new endeavor or something like that, and you have to work with other people, how do you find yourself, um, um, how do you protect yourself from being, you know, taking over too much work and the other people just kind of letting that go? So, yeah, I'm someone that has always wanted to have control over everything. Um, I find it hard to let go of control. I find it hard to ask for help. 
Mm -hmm. um, I'm learning more and more as I get older and, and realizing that I can't do things alone. And so I try and surround myself now with people who um, either have qualities that I don't have or skills that I don't necessarily have. They may have a different opinion, which I value as well. Um, I don't think it's always good to surround yourself with uh, people who always say, yes, yes, yes. I want people who are going to challenge me, give me their thoughts. While I may or may not take their ideas, um, at least I appreciate that someone can give me their feedback, their ideas, um, their counterpoints on something maybe that I'm doing. Um, so being able to let go and give more control to people because I am someone who wants to put in 100% all the time. Um, it's been a learning experience and I, I still struggle with it to this day, but I'm getting better at it. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I think that's a question I've never thought about asking before, but how do you work with people? Um, like, you know, when you're in the business and you like you're an entrepreneur and you, you have to do everything by yourself, how do you delegate and how do you work with other people and how much, you know, you want to learn by yourself and maybe delegate after, or you want to, just learn by yourself and then you can do everything by yourself. What's uh, how does it work with you? Um, so I'm someone who will kind of, you know, I have a vision mm -hmm. and then I, I kind of plan out that vision. And while I do most of that stuff by myself, like my, my business, I created by myself um, entirely. And then I was like, okay, I'm going to need coaches to help me. And I had to find the right people that follow my idea of what I want to do with this club. Um, but a lot of it has been me, um, just executing my plan mm -hmm. and then the things that I can't do, then I source them out to someone that I think will complement what can be done. Um, and even with my athletes that I have, you know, it's, it's a certain type of athlete that I attract and want. Um, they are not, you know the top, 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 all, all of them are not the top athletes. Some of them are mediocre. Some of them are just learning, but you know, the same amount of hard work that I demand for myself, the same dedication, I demand that from everyone that works mm -hmm. with me, even mm -hmm. my coaches, you know, I let them, now I let them, you know, you want to run the practice by all means. And while I may give input into what the workout might be, um, you know, I let them have that control and let me know how it went and I check with my athletes how did it go you know what are the good things you you kind of take from the practice what are the bad things and how can we always improve yeah yeah that seems like a correct and fair way of, of uh going about things and uh, you spoke of vision and can I ask you how do you how do you really um break that vision down do you use like a a, a vision board or something like that I do have a, a whiteboard in my office um oftentimes <laughs> my visions if you want to call them that i'll wake up in the middle of the night around 2 a.m for some reason <laughs> i just wake up and it's like that's it that's what i need to do and it's always kind of happened to me that way i don't know it's just and then in the morning i'll wake up and i'm like oh i remember i woke up at two and i and i remember i thought about something and then i you know i'll write it down and then as the day progresses or even you know a couple days the week i start to think more and more on it and I kind of stew on it. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden, it just comes outpouring. So then I'll write it down. What's the vision? What do I want to do? And then I start looking into it. I start the planning. 
Is it something that's doable? Mm-hmm. Is it something that's viable? Is it something I can do? Um, so I, the visions, um, you know, with my, my club, I had a certain, I, did, I wasn't really sure what I was going to do. Um, in February is when I kind of decided, yeah, this is, this is what I'm passionate about. This is what I want to do. And I was like, I'm going to do this. And then started putting all the different wheels in motion. So I'll put my vision in the middle. And from there, I branch out all the different little things that will need to go to accommodate this vision. And when you're breaking that down to figure out what's realistic and what you can do, how do you get uh, a correct idea of what you yourself will be able to do? Because I can't, I can't really see or imagine uh, what I'll be able to do in like two months time uh, with the resources that I have now. How do you, how do you do that? I think for me, there's nothing I can't do. Mm. (laughs) And yeah, when I attack something, I just, I go with it. Um, I research it and I, if I, if I can't find the answers, I will go to someone else who Mm -hmm. may have the answers, but there's not a lot of things that I sort of envision that I don't do. Um, Once I get that vision and I, you know, kind of plan it out and realize, okay, these are the steps that need to be taken. Then I take the action and I execute. Like it's, it's just, it's like vision, planning, execution. And then you may fail. Absolutely. But what do you learn from the failure? Does it mean that the vision was no good? No, you just, sometimes you need to tweak some of the planning, some of the executions, maybe part of the vision also needs to be tweaked. But um, if you have something that you're really passionate about, there's nothing you can't do. Mm. Yeah. And when you have like this, this big goals that you have to tackle, um, how do you like create an, you know, an, an actionable plan and uh, how do you break it down step by steps and all that? Do you, do you make it like, I'm going to do this daily or I'm going to work on this goal when I have time? How does it work? Yeah, so I kind of write down what all the planning steps are. Um, mm-hmm. you know, let's say for creating a business, there's lots of things you have to um, plan out. And some days I'll work on one aspect of it, being the marketing, the branding, the financials, um, the administration, all those things. So do I you know, have a specific sort of target each day? Not necessarily. I will have a to-do list that I kind of go through um, and then measure, you know, is it going well? Is it successful? Is it what I want it to be? Maybe not. Okay. So then retweak, let's go back to this. And maybe that will affect some of the other planning, but typically I I work on it every single day. Mm -hmm. And I'm always, you know, thinking once it's established and it's running well, okay, now what can I do? What can I do to always improve what's happening? And with COVID this year, huge, you know, mm-hmm. kind of door slamming in your face, but started in June, um, 2020, I had my biggest and busiest, I mean, year, I suppose, because yeah. I've only been in business a year, but the growth has been unbelievable. You know, is that because of COVID? perhaps, but I I like to think it's because we have something special Mm -hmm. at our club that we offer athletes and the, um, the atmosphere of our club, the, the vision, the mission, everything is, it's shared by the coaches. It's shared by me. 
It's shared by the athletes and by the parents. And I've had so much word of mouth and people coming just because of that, that it lets me know I'm doing the right thing. Yeah, definitely. When, when people just, when you don't have to do marketing and it's just referral and people getting to you, you have clients that talk to other people. It's just the best way to do business and the best way to grow, I think. And uh, how do you balance your personal and professional life? Is it like just a hundred percent into work or? Um, so yeah, I, because I, I'm someone who likes to have control and I'm very, you know, I put that hundred percent into things. Yeah. That's, that's been a tough part. Um, <laughs> I'll admit that, yes, I've let my personal family life suffer as a result. Um, but that's also been a learning experience for me that I can't do that on the, in the long run. It's mm -hmm. not, you know, while the business is important, there's also a personal aspect that's also extremely important. Um, while the work is extremely fulfilling, you know, at the end of the day, when you you know, let's say you, you die tomorrow, what are people going to say? Oh, she was a great businesswoman. You know, would I like to be remembered more for my personal relationships and what I brought to those relationships? Absolutely. So it, it's a balance. I mean, I also, um, I do fitness competitions. Um, so that's something that I consider personal that yeah. I do. Um, and again, you know, I try and put my hundred percent into that as well. Um, yeah. Hmm. And um, this idea of balance, actually, I, I, I think that it's essential in what we what we do in achieving our dreams. And do you kind of now force yourself to to take breaks to, to you know, come back to something like um, family or personal life and then back to business? Do you kind of segment that with meditation or something like that? I have to. Yes. Now I, I definitely have to, because um, I realize if you just do work, work and work and work, that becomes your identity. Mm. And I, I don't want that to be because there's there's so much more to me than just work. Um, so yes, I do take breaks in the day to do the things that I want to do. Um, so sometimes I will go and read my Bible. Sometimes I'll watch Netflix, I'll read. Um, I do a lot of reading on um, sprinting and getting better as a coach and, and technical aspects of running and fitness. Um, but I find that it's also a good thing, you know, while it's, it's my time, I'm also growing as a person. Um, and yeah, I take time to go work out, go on a hike, spend time with my kids. So, yeah. I'm curious, how important do you think is the uh, cerebral aspect of training something that's physical as opposed to actually going out there and going for a run? I think the mental aspect is probably way more important than the physical aspect. Don't, don't get me wrong. The physical aspect mm. gets you to a certain point, yeah. but you have to be in that mental state to be able to keep on going. Um, a lot of athletes will train. And then when it comes down to the competition, they kind of fold, you know, they've done all this great training. They look great in practice because they're actually not thinking too much, but once they get to the competition, the brain takes over and they forget everything and they just fold. They don't have a great meet. And then that just leads to, you know, their self-confidence gets knocked down. Um, so we try and train, yeah, the, the mental aspect. And, and that comes from, you know, even at a practice, how do you feel? How do you just keep pushing through another set of 200s or 300s? That's the mental 
fortitude that you need, the really pushing through. And then, you know, staying in your own lane, not focusing on everyone else. Focus on you and what you can do. Um, so yeah, the mental aspect to me is, is everything. Even when I trained for my first fitness competition, you know, I put in the training for, it was my very first one. I started training in June till October was my competition. And I was so nervous, like, and while I put in all the training physically, mm. I wasn't, I wasn't quite, you know, mentally prepared a, cause I didn't know what to expect, but, and I was scared out of my mind. Mm -hmm. <laughs> in front of a whole bunch of people is, is totally out of my comfort zone but yeah I just I approached it with you know just get out there do your best um you know practice the posing practice you know you gotta smile even though you're trying to hold a pose and you're nervous yeah. and your back's hurting but um and I did really well but looking back you know could I have been better mentally prepared for that absolutely yeah. And in your business where you are right now, uh, is there like a big difference in terms of maybe mindset and setting goals? Um, like the difference between right now and before you started? Is it, is it huge? Is it just the same way? Is it, do you have the same lifestyle or is it way different? Um, I have the same lifestyle, mm -hmm. um, but I do have new visions to expand the business. Not, not, not to the level like money is important, but for me, it's just more personal fulfillment and, mm -hmm. and happiness and what I can do to really impact the kids that I train and potentially other kids out there. Mm -hmm. um, so for me, I have different visions right now that I'm working on that will create hopefully opportunities for, for kids. Um, I'm a huge um, supporter and um, creator of opportunities for people. And I think that stems from when I was a child, you know, I didn't have the best childhood growing up. And I realized really early on that for me to, I guess, take responsibility for my life and my, you know, where I was, it was going to be my responsibility to do something for myself that no one else was going to do it. I was responsible. Would I have liked to have someone, you know, kind of hold my hand and say, you know, it's going to be okay. And I'm going to help you through this. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. um, but at least for me, that's given me a look inside myself that I can now do that for other people. Mm. And that's my biggest fulfillment is what can I do to now empower and help um, different people. So I do it through, you know, the track and field aspect mm. and, a lot of those kids, you know, they come from different backgrounds, different set of circumstances, but you know, it's like, I believe in you, you know, you give me your hard work and I believe in you and I'm going to give you all of me to help you get to where you want to be. And it's not just about running. It's about, you know, building leaders for tomorrow and good human beings and people who are going to be members of their community. And, and hopefully they will inspire others. Mm -hmm. And so the visions that I have now, um, since COVID's kind of happened and I'm kind of waiting for this lockdown to be over, mm -hmm. but I've got two big things that I'm planning that are all surrounding, you know, one of them is um, tackling people whose circumstances, I don't want to say too much because I don't want to give other people ideas, but um, 
people who are in an unfortunate circumstance right now in their life and just branching out to them, giving them something to aspire to, even though it may not be, you know, an avenue that they will take. It's just letting them know, you know what, someone believes in you and you don't have to stay here. If you know you can kind of develop in a certain way, see what you can accomplish, like mm -hmm. that's just a stepping stone to, to the next part of your life. Like, you know, for example, you know, people get, uh, you know, especially when you're younger, like, I don't know, maybe let's say 16, 15, 16, 17, sometimes you get in trouble. Let's mm -hmm. say with the law, right? And so now you're, you kind of label this as this person. Everyone labels you as, you know, you're a criminal, you're, oh, you're a thug. And so you begin to see yourself in that role and you don't, you don't see that there's opportunities for you because of your circumstances maybe aren't great. So for me, it's like, how can I help those people kind of realize, you know what, this doesn't have to be your life. There's, there's people out there who will help you willingly and they're not gonna put labels on you no matter what you've done. So that's, that's where I see myself kind of, you know, the vision is taking that. I really respect that way of thinking. It's, it's, it's accepting and still positive and kind of, um, it's inspiring really. And um, well, can I ask you, how do you keep that, that motivation over the long term? Because this is something that you have to be consistent with, it seems like. So how do you re reignite that flame? For me, like I, I take inspiration from different people all the time. Mm -hmm. um, and I mean, I don't really subscribe to, you know, I guess these social influencers or, you know, icons. Yeah, there's, there's certain people out there that I think have done amazing things and I, and I take those things from them. Um, you know, social media is great. Having a lot of followers is great, but really at the end of the day, like, what kind of value are you bringing? So for me, it could be the person next door. It could be a family member, or it could just be a stranger that I meet on the street um, or even a good friend. And I learn from them and I listen to them and I get to know their story. And in those things, I find my inspiration every day. Um, I like to get to know someone and get to know their story, you know, cause everyone has a story. And oftentimes, because we only present a certain version of ourselves on social media, to our friends, to our family, out there in the world, that everything is perfect and wonderful. Um, you know, sometimes once you get to know someone's real story, you get to know the real them and what's transpired in their life and how they've kind of become this inspiration for others. And, and so I take the good things from people and, and, and I use that for myself. And, and that helps every day just motivate me constantly. And you talked about uh, social media and, you know, numbers and all that. And uh, I know it's hard to not look at numbers and yeah. checking your followers, how many likes you get. And uh, how do you like, how do you fight that? Or do you, you just don't care? Or how do you stay away from looking at numbers and, and this mindset, you know? Well, I mean, hey, I, I would love if I said I didn't look at the numbers you know um, is it an indicator of, of how well I'm doing no not really um, do I do I like to see when you know I'm increasing in followers absolutely but you know do I want the right followers 
yeah, that's what I want. I, you know, anyone can follow anyone and it, it's whatever. I mean, I follow accounts too that maybe don't have value to me, but I've been slowly trying to get rid of those mm-hmm. um, and adding more value to the people that I follow um, and kind of getting to know those people as well. Um, social media has its place, um, especially for business. If you don't do social media in this day and age, you know, yeah. <laughs> you're not doing uh, anything pretty much. You're yeah. not doing anything. Yeah. I mean, yeah. that's, it's, it's kind of like, you're not progressing with the world out there and, and, you know, I get it. Some people are old school and they're like, I'm just going to, and that's okay. But if you want to keep growing and you want to keep, you know, always keep that vision going, you, you kind of do have to go with some of the things that we all do, you know, like this interview, for example. Yeah. Um, so it's important. It has its place. It's just not to get lost in it. Um, I did do a, like a seminar not long ago with, um, a lot of the young ladies from my club hosted by another member that does some youth empowerment. And we did talk about social media. You know, it is, it's hard for, for girls, especially, and, and probably a, a certain segment of boys now too. A lot of people, um, they see these, you know, influencers yeah. and people putting this great life out there. And, and I mean, I, I, I do it too. Um, you know, do you want to put a version of yourself out there where you're crying and saying, oh, my God, you know, no one wants to see that. But it's also realizing making that break with, you know, this isn't really 100% reality. Um, and you got to be happy with yourself at the end of the day. But that's tough, too. It's tough for, for young girls. Um, you know, and, and most of my club is girls. I do have a lot of boys. Um, <laughs> And I, I'm, you know, I'm a female as well. So just facing those challenges of not falling into that mindset that, you know, your worth is determined by the number of likes, um, that you're not worthy unless people like your photo, they comment on it. Um, you know, are you confident enough to put a picture out there mm-hmm. that if no one comments, that's okay. That's, that's the point you got to kind of get to. Mm. And, uh, yeah, you talked about growth as well. And by the way, I totally agree with what you said. I, I really like it. That's that's what I'm trying to do right now and not look at numbers, but still grow. And yeah. And yeah. Um, but how do you deal with patience? You know, like uh, when you just put stuff out there and you just have to like, I know like patience is like, for me, it's like a curse word. You like, I'm yes. always working on some stuff, but you still have to be patient with the results. And uh, how do you deal with that? Yeah, patience is not one of my it's actually probably my achilles heel um yeah i'm not a very patient person um i've had to learn to be more patient and it's it's a constant struggle you know just like that control thing um but for me i've kind of with the business i said you know five years five years is a good benchmark to decide you know has this thing been successful now Has it been successful in its first year? Absolutely. Am I thankful for that? Absolutely. But it's, had it not been, you know, I would have had to have more patience to say, okay, you know, let's just keep, and I kind of set myself targets for each season that I think are, they're not up here, they're, they're moderate, you know, and if I, I surpass it, then 
great. I must be doing something really good. Mm -hmm. But if they stayed there, then I think I would be happy enough, you know, um, realizing the circumstances of what's happening in the environment too. Um, so COVID, for example, you know, um, I've had to kind of just, my targets kind of maybe slide them down a little bit, even though they, they were up here, you just never know. Um, but yeah, patience is, is difficult. Um, and the way I look at it is, you know, the times where I focus on others and what other people are doing, um, that's when I start to lose myself. Um, because I become impatient. Oh, I'm not seeing what I want to see. So now I'm looking to see what, what's everybody else doing? How successful are they? And that's when you actually start to lose your own vision. And I found that the times where I actually stick to what I want to do and don't bother with anybody else, that's when I've been the most successful. Mm -hmm. That makes sense to me. And I, and I really do uh, like your view on weaknesses because it seems to me that now you know, 2021, people think that, hey, okay, if, if something's a weakness, you should just embrace it, let it be and not work on it. I feel like that's just more accepted. But when do you think or how do you for yourself decide when you want to work on a weakness or when you want to make it a strength? Like being impatient, in my opinion, can be a strength, but it seems like you're working on it. So how did you decide to do that? Um, I've always been someone who I kind of, when I was younger, because of my circumstances, you know, I put up huge <laughs> bricks, mortar, moat, you know, impenetrable castle. Um, no one was ever going to get through that. Um, so, I mean, I kind of became devoid of emotion, realized that, you know, I'm responsible for me. And so I'm the only person that's going to take me out there. But that also meant, you know, not letting anyone see that I was vulnerable, that I had weaknesses, that I had faults, that I was actually like this scared little girl on the inside of this castle. But the image that I portrayed to everyone was, oh yeah, I'm, I'm perfect and I am like, you know, and realizing not long ago that, you know what? I'm just like everybody else. And it's okay to say, I'm actually not that strong in some things. I have a lot of weaknesses. I have a lot of flaws <laughs> and accepting those flaws that they're not, they're not vulnerabilities are not a bad thing. They actually make you stronger. And for people to never acknowledge that they have weaknesses and they have flaws and they're not perfect. Um, I think does a disservice to yourself and to others because you never really get to know the true person. Um, you kind of get to know just this, fake persona. And, and unfortunately, in today's society, more and more people you meet, they present this yeah. model to you. And in the background, they're doing something completely different. Um, you know, do I want to be that person anymore? No, not at all. I present my weaknesses. And yes, I work on them every single day. I have to. Um, they're part of me. They're part of who I am. You know, the term weaknesses, I suppose, maybe makes people think that it's not a good thing, but it's the only way to grow. It's the only way that you will, you know, you have your strengths and we, we always work on our strengths, it seems, right? But your weaknesses are actually what will make you, your strengths even stronger. 
Yeah, I think it's a little bit like fake it till you make it. But if you fake it too much, it's, it's not going to be good for you. Yeah, you get lost. Yeah. And uh, what, what would be like an advice you would give to people like that? Uh, what do you think they would like to hear when they like fake it too much or, you know, that they, they don't let like the real themselves talk? Um, I think, you know, just being real mm -hmm. has so much more value. <laughs> in getting to know someone and, and being able to help them. Like if you continuously put up this front, you know, that you're strong, you're this, you're that, and you don't really get to know the person, you can't help them. Mm -hmm. And they'll never grow really, because they're, they're stuck. They're always gonna be stuck in this mode of, what am I presenting to everybody else? And, and I think, you know, for me, yeah, I always felt like there was something in me that was missing something I wasn't ex accepting of myself, um, you know, even accepting feelings, um, feelings of regret, feelings of shame, feelings of, of anger, sadness. Um, I just always suppressed all those things, right? But it, eventually it catches up with you. Um, so for me, advice to other people is just, you know, be as real as you can, be vulnerable. You know, and if people are going to judge you based on that, then they're not meant to be in your life. You know, the people who are going to accept you for who you are. And, you know, I find when people are, are at their most vulnerable, when they share those things, when they share their stories, that's when you're like, wow, mm -hmm. like, I like this person <laughs> because they're a real human being with real feelings and they've experienced, you know, things that while I perceive maybe if, if I had, you know, told people certain things about me that they would have judged me. Yeah. I don't judge people like that. And I know people don't judge me like that either. And if they do in, you know, in a judgmental way, that's not progressive or then they're not meant to be in your life. Yeah. I think the, the real story is always more interesting than the fake story that they make up. And it's just, yeah, when you, when you get to know the real person, it's always more interesting and, yeah. and it's a, it's a benefit for everybody. Yeah. And uh, all right, let's let's end on that. And uh, it's time to promote the hell out of your, yourself and uh, whatever you got going on in your life. Just it's your time. <laughs> um, so yeah, I mean we're in a pandemic right now, but um, Eclipse Track and Field Club. It's you know I think it's probably one of the best track and field clubs in the area. Um, yes, I'm you know partial to that, but. <laughs> Yeah, we have tremendous success, not just in building athletes. Um, it's, it's, it's more of a community. It's a family. Um, you're going to learn a lot about yourself. You're going to grow. I promise you, you will improve, not just in your, you know, your, let's say you're, you're a sprinter or a long distance runner, a jumper, a thrower. You know, you're going to improve in aspects of, you know, meeting a lot of new people you're you're going to create some friendships that you're going to have for a very long time you're going to have a lot of mentors and leaders who are going to you know prop you up lift you up believe in you and the self-confidence that you're going to gain is you know something a tool that is so valuable um so yeah i think we've got a great thing going on here and big things are going to happen in the future um so yeah, I thank you for the opportunity though. Really mm -hmm. appreciate it. All right, that was a great interview. Uh, what are your key takeaways on this, man? Well, I'm really leaving with the idea that being yourself 
is, uh, is the most important thing, right? Working on yourself first before you can actually start to work on physical things and, uh, and your weaknesses. Just understanding that you have to put yourself out there as yourself to be respected as who you are. And, uh, and then when you've accepted that, you've also accepted your weaknesses that comes with it. You can work on your weaknesses, get better every day. And, uh, and yeah, the idea of consistency. I mean, with everyone we've spoken to who's into fitness, mm -hmm. the idea of consistency keeps coming up because it's the most important thing, I think. Yeah. Diets, working out, um, that all comes together. That's where everything meets. But we never actually talked of um, how to be consistent, I think, until now. And, uh, and that consists of being yourself, uh, working on your weaknesses, not just accepting them sometimes, and, and showing yourself, not being afraid to put yourself out there. Mm. And what about you? What are you going away from this interview with? I think uh, she talked about, you know, putting walls and creating a fake persona. And I think it's, it's important to, yeah, just be, be true to yourself and just tell, the, tell your story. Don't create a, a fake story and, and just like fake Instagram posts and all that. Uh, just, just be yourself. And uh, people are interested in the real, you know, in the real you. And if you just create a, a copy, like a, you're just a clone of someone else. Uh, it's not going to be interesting because it's just going to be a clone to someone else. If it's if it's like an influencer, uh, what would you want to see like a, a less successful influencer copy of an influencer? So just yeah. like your the real you is so much more interesting than than a fake you, you know. Mm -hmm. So yeah, uh, people are not judging you, and if they are, it's not the right person. So yeah. just yeah, be yourself and be happy. Yeah, yeah. Well, thanks so much for watching the Access Show. Don't forget to like and subscribe. Ooh, that was nice. You think they're going to do it? Yeah. Yeah, I think they're going to do it.